Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to the Insane Things Podcast, where we wrap up the week that was by counting down the most insane things that happened this week. Spoiler alert, folks, every story in today's Insane Thing Podcast has the same theme, a resounding rejection of woke, a uniting of the hearts and minds of several countries in which large majorities of the people, the hearts and minds, are rejecting the Democrats' Stalinist tactics. Sure, they've got the full force and power of the federal government, be it in Canada or here, on their side. Their crackdowns get worse every week. We document them on this podcast. But the more they crack down and they use their advantage, and it's a significant one in terms of perverted government power used for repression, the more they do that to ram their ideology down people's throats, the worse it gets for them. And never forget, as bad as it seems, the worst Achilles heel the Democrats have. The mistake they can always be counted on to make. They simply go too far. They don't know when to stop. This is part of their self-segregation. They literally so reject anyone who doesn't think like them that they don't know anybody like that. They have no idea when they're about to careen off the cliff. In fact, they often hit the gas. Put mildly, they simply don't know any normals. They don't get any normal feedback from regular, psychologically healthy people. In all seriousness, folks, the left's main problem, it's Achilles' heel, is that the vast majority of them, liberals, specifically white liberals, are literally mentally ill. That came from a Pew study that was published last year. It was shocking. 62% of white Liberals, those who classify themselves as very liberal or liberal, reported a Pew, 62%, that they had been told by a doctor they have a mental health condition. That's compared to 26% of conservatives and 20% of moderates. The majority of them are insane. They tend to reinforce their mental illness by surrounding themselves, even at the highest leadership levels, with others who are insane. And inevitably, What that leads to is going way too far and an inability to tell when to stop. In this particular case, an inability to tell that their crazy woke culture, which honestly is really a religion at this point, is killing them. Which leads us to insane thing number one. The NFL recovers from wokeness. Gone at this Super Bowl 
And really recently from the NFL, it's been very subtle, but it's definitely gone is the wokeness that caused it so many problems. The NFL had lost a staggering 33% of its audience since 2018. That was the year of the woke to go broke movement in the NFL that it began. I don't have to recap it. We all saw it. By 2021, the Super Bowl was posting its lowest numbers in 14 years in terms of viewership. Lowest in 14 years. Folks, that is a drop right off the cliff. But they figured it out. Gone are the overt signs. The controversies over kneeling. Seen any of those recently? Somehow the NFL has eliminated them. Nobody kneeled. And what happened? The highest ratings in five years. At least 112.13 million viewers. The NFL shed woke and it's recovered. To do this, they had to walk a really careful line. They couldn't announce it or anything. In fact, it had to have happened behind closed doors. Had they announced it, they'd have been attacked by the left. Instead, they just shed the woke like a snake shedding its skin. There's some of it still there. Don't get me wrong, but this ain't the NFL of 2018, 2019, or 2020. The success of shedding wokeness was almost immediately obvious. Again, highest Super Bowl ratings, most viewership in five years. A bounce back from just the year before in 2021 of the lowest Super Bowl viewership in 14 years. And it wasn't a fluke. For last year, again, the NFL lost 33% of its audience in 2018 alone. That was followed by the second most insane thing this week, the recall of three school board members in perhaps the bluest place in the country, San Francisco. What specifically were the voters? And this is astonishing, folks. They were recalled with 71% of the vote, 76% of the vote, and 78% of the vote, respectively. What was it about? It was about the totalitarian tactics of the left being rejected, which is not really about kids or schools. It's an overall thing. The left can't see when it's gone too far. It's voters. We're teaching it that in San Francisco. While kids were forced to mask up and then not allowed to come back, even when they were masked, the school board members were busy renaming schools in a more politically correct manner. For parents, it was the whole thing. The woke ideology was cool and all until it began to affect their lifestyle with draconian lockdowns and mask mandates, and they were done. The left and the school board members responded to this in exactly the wrong way, blaming white supremacy. That's mathematically impossible, given that only 42% of voters in San Fran are actually white. The rest are Asian, black, or Hispanic. The racial implications of that for Democrats alone are monstrous. And it proved one thing, the Loudoun County situation, the rejection of blue state Governor Terry McAuliffe in Virginia was not a one off. It was just a beginning. Biden won Virginia by 11 points. But here's the thing. He won San Francisco by 86 percent. That's how big the swing has been in the last year. And it shows one key thing. Listen to any mainstream news broadcast. Heck, from Fox News to NBC. And they'll tell you one thing. Biden's numbers are really bad because the voters blame him for inflation and the economic mess they're in. That's true, I'm sure. But what's so astonishing is the school board race wasn't about that at all. 
Finances had absolutely nothing to do with it. The economy had absolutely nothing to do with it. And the thumping was worse than the national polls for these liberal school board members. In other words, they did worse in terms of support than Joe Biden. And there was no economic issue. What does that tell us? The woke is a true poison. And people don't want to live this way. It's not just about the economic disaster. It's a full-scale rejection of the religion and culture of the left. But by the time the leftist San Francisco school board members went down in flames, the Democrats were already clearly seeing the bloodbath in the polling. Which brings us to insane thing number three, how Nancy Pelosi started her week. Again, folks, same thing. A rejection of the social policies of the Democrats. It was astonishing after the summer of love, after Joe Biden's campaign staff and Kamala Harris raising money to bail out violent felons who did damage in summer of love protests. To hear Nancy Pelosi come out and attempt to end once and for all the defund the police movement that the left had taken too far. Defund the police is dead. That causes a concern with a few in our caucus. But public safety is our responsibility. Again, note when that happened. Right after the woke free, BLM free, defund the police free Super Bowl. These folks, these organizations from the Super Bowl to the Democrat Party have major internal polling. And it's all saying the same thing. You could see it in the beginning of the week with both those examples from the NFL to the Democrat Party. This is a massive turnaround for the Democrats, akin to changing the direction in a U-turn of the Titanic. It was a surrender on the national stage of their very culture. That brings us to insane thing number four, and it is not a coincidence that all these things happened in the same week. Amazon drop-kicked Black Lives Matter. What was that? Essentially, it was Black Lives Matter going out with a whimper, not a bang. It's done. Just like the NFL cut ties unofficially with Black Lives Matter, Amazon, which must have the same internal polling, stepped up and suspended Black Lives Matter from its charity platform. That was a huge deal. You can choose a portion. I don't know if you do this. I do this on Amazon. I actually donate to Judicial Watch. Um, You can choose for a portion portion of each purchase to go to a charity and you could select Black Lives Matter. It's a huge deal. They raise a ton of money that way on Amazon and they were just kicked off. Now, someone less savvy would say, well, they're under criminal investigation in two states. So, no, that was just the excuse. Folks, two billion dollars worth of damage. Twenty people murdered in Black Lives Matter protests. Two thousand forty seven police officers injured in Black Lives Matter protests, and Amazon didn't give a damn. No, as with the NFL, as with the NFL, as with Pelosi rejecting the main talking point of Black Lives Matter, defund the police, Amazon was just looking for an excuse. Why? They have the same internal polling, or they've seen it. Amazon was never moved by the violence, the bloodshed, the three mansions, and two homes for her family, clearly gotten by ill-gotten means over the last year that we learned about with co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors. They didn't care about any of that. They left Black Lives Matter because it was still above water in the polls. They were afraid to 
unchain them, to take them off the fundraising platform. Even this statement by police colors didn't move Amazon when she made it over a year ago. We are very obsessed with property damage. Um, Property damage is seen as sort of like the pinnacle of destruction and violence. Oh my gosh, y'all. Can you imagine if any of the leaders of the Freedom of Convoy said that? Holy cow, they'd turn the dogs and water cannons on them. Just for saying that. Black Lives Matter actually did it. And Amazon didn't care. Until now. It's the internal polling. The American people are sick of it. They're sick of the whole woke culture, which includes this stuff. And so, they're done. You may not remember what Black Lives Matter was at its height, but I do. I was terrified as a host to even criticize them at all. That's how popular they were. They had majority support. I'll never forget the spectacle of Clemson football coach Dabo Sweeney leading a Black Lives Matter march. I'll never forget when Roger Goodell gave both players and coaches inside the NFL a handful of options for supporting Black Lives Matter. They could wear a Black Lives Matter slogan or three other slogans used by Black Lives Matter, but they had to choose one. It had to either be on a shirt, a helmet, somewhere. Yes, they actually did that. This is a massive cultural turnaround this week. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Don't miss it. I'm still convinced that a lot of this adoption of the woke culture by some of these corporations was out of fear, out of fear of the Democrat Party. They're like a big bully, and they were afraid. And that, at its heart, is what the internal polling is showing. These people can go back to worrying about their bottom line. They don't have to fear the Democrat Party as much anymore because it looks weak, feckless. That brings us to the sixth most insane thing. The Democrat Party admitting its brand is so toxic that Democrats are fleeing from associating with the Democrat Party. Oh, and they've almost completely lost rural America. It caused quite a swirl this week in political circles when former North Dakota Senator, she's a Democrat, Heidi Heitkamp, told the Associated Press this, quote, the trend lines in rural America are very 
very bad. Now the brand is so toxic that people who are Democrats, the ones left, aren't fighting for the party. In rural Pennsylvania, local voter Tim Holohan told the AP, the grand dislike of Democrats is momentous. Quote, the hatred for Democrats is just unbelievable, said Holohan, who reportedly asked his daughter to remove a Joe Bumper, Joe Biden bumper sticker from her car. I feel like we're on the run. He is a Democrat, rural and retiring Democrat from Tennessee. Representative Jim Cooper told the Associated Press he worries the Democrat Party is, wow, quote, facing extinction, unquote, in rural America. Quote, it's hard to sink lower than we are right now. You're almost automatically a pariah in rural areas if you have a D after your name. Folks, that's what ha- half the people in rural areas are men, right? It's like that everywhere. Half of them are men. What has the Democrat Party done? Minimum, bare minimum. Toxic masculinity. Toxic, toxic, toxic. We hate you. Go away. They're half the population. And white men, the pinnacle of toxicity. What do you think lives in rural America? It's day in and day out. Hillary's whole campaign was men suck. Vote for me. I'm a woman. Start noticing it if you're watching any kind of left-leaning broadcast. It might be cultural. It could be CNN. It could be anything. It is literally male bashing all day long. Never. White male bashing, white bashing all day long. It never. They just come at it from a different angle, but it's all the same story. Again, mental illness at its heart is the inability to correctly perceive reality. If 62% of white liberals... White liberals, Mike, because that's what's running all of this. Heck, we even found out digging deep into Black Lives Matter this week. What do we find? Mark Elias, Hillary's attorney. His name on the phone. We still don't know what the funds are. His name. Who's he? White liberal. White liberals, if they're mentally ill at a 62% rate, as they self-confess to Pew, they have no ability to read reality. They will always go too far and they will not see it. Look, I get most days listening to this podcast can be a little stressful. The Democrats are absolutely crushing us in one way, the left. And that is their complete seizure and control of the levers of the federal government and their use of those levers increasingly, I mean, it gets worse every week, to put down, terrorize, and antagonize those who disagree with them. They're absolutely winning that battle, bar none. I don't even think we've scored a point yet. But what they've lost since the summer of love, and those agencies were weaponized then, we now know they were spying against Trump. What they've lost is the support of the majority. With the weaponized agencies and the support of the majority, they were unstoppable. We were full-scale headed for a totalitarian regime, complete with crackdowns of the kind we saw this week in Canada. But they've lost the support, both the moral support, the social support, and the financial support. As you can so plainly see in Canada, all they have left are the police state crackdowns. Those will be effective individually as they freeze bank accounts. By the way, that leads us to the seventh most insane thing this week. Do you realize it took us less than 48 hours to go from we're going to freeze the bank accounts, the insurance, the mortgages, the investment accounts of people participating in the blockade? Blocking the streets, which is, yes, illegal. Uh, It should be absolutely tolerated if we tolerated it from the left and celebrated it as peaceful. So you see the double standard there. But, hey, it's still against the law. It went from 
in less than 48 hours, we're going to take those accounts. We're going to lock them down to, oh, hey, we're going to lock down the accounts of people who merely donated, which is not illegal. That, not any potential armed conflict with a nuclear armed nation in Ukraine. That was the most terrifying thing this week. Listen closely to this audio. I've already put it on the battleground this week, but you need to hear it again. This is Trudeau's justice minister. They are not talking on CBC in Canada, their broadcasting network. They're not talking about locking down the financial accounts of those participating in the protest, but merely those donating to it. Listen to him say... And this is what they announced they were doing. Their equivalent of the FBI was going through social media, seeing what people were saying, and then deciding whether they would lock down their bank accounts for merely donating. And he even admits, oh, hey, if we find Trump support, yeah, you're going to be one of the ones locked down for donating. Folks, listen. Look, you've just compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks says, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? Well, if, I think if you if you are a member uh, of, you know, a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. What is that, y'all? That's the sound of the left going too far, right off the cliff. No idea they're doing it. Keep in mind who their opponents are. Not evil, powerful corporations, but working men and women. Who, by the way, by the end of the week, their equivalent of the FBI had threatened that they were going to take away custody of their children. The kids we've seen in the bouncy houses. Um, the kids we've seen in the bouncy houses as their parents were singing hems on the streets, religious hems. Then Trudeau piled on, his government did, by threatening to take away their pets. After eight days, they would be considered abandoned and could potentially be euthanized. This is not how you win minds and hearts, folks. Not at all. In the three weeks since this began, public sentiment in Canada has shifted unbelievably from support for the mandates and particularly the vaccine mandates by 15 points to two thirds against how's it working out for them here in america now keep in mind folks have you noticed how polls have begun to tilt i maybe you don't you you haven't because i mean i do this for a living it for the longest time and i would talk about this on my show polls in america were all split right down the middle and we have 49 percent for 48 percent against 46 percent for 47 percent against basically like that we're starting to see polling and that i mean folks, that's been going on since the bush era right we are divided right down the middle even country but we are starting to see polling with the majorities against whatever the left wants to do rasmussen reports which polled likely voters this just came out 59% of likely U.S. Voter, voters now support the Canadian trucker protest. But here's what's interesting. The poll was taken February 13th and 14th before the worst of this stuff went down, before the frozen bank accounts went down, before all of that. I guarantee that number's gone up significantly. And folks, that was a poll of likely voters. If likely voters, those are the most conscientious, are at 59%, the general population's probably somewhere between 65 and 70. But let's go with the 59% right now. What? 59% American likely voter support for the trucker freedom convoy. Um, 
that means that the Trucker Freedom Convoy is at least 15 points more popular than the leader of the Democrat Party, Joe Biden. Western culture, American culture, loves an underdog, identifies implicitly with the little guy. And when the little guy gets stepped on, we go nuts. And what is happening right now? Two things are colliding. The mask is coming off with the left. They are the ones who have always claimed to represent the little guy. Workers of the world unite and all. Well, they did in Canada. And the left is pounding them down with an iron fist. Their mask has slipped and they don't even know it. Why? Because as I started this podcast, they can always be counted on to go too far. Remember that. The next time we're in the middle of a summer of love and the approval for Black Lives Matter, even as they burn things down, is majority and solid. Never underestimate their ability, well, inability because of their mental illness, to perceive reality correctly. They don't know when to stop. And this won't help. This is the video recorded by Canadian Freedom Convoy leader Tamara Lish. The night before her arrest, she was just arrested yesterday, on what she's willing to face for freedom in Canada. And she's telling them she's going to be arrested, but to stay in strong. And it's all she can do not to cry. I'll probably be going somewhere tomorrow where I'll be getting three square meals a day. (laughs) And that's okay. I, um, I'm okay with that. And I want you to know that I'm not afraid. It is breaking my heart. (laughs) You guys, I just want you to stay strong. She's just a truck driver. The very people the left claims to stand for. Folks, this is the mask coming off. Coming off the left on the international stage. And they don't know it. If they fully understood how bad this was, they'd be three alarm fire to advise Trudeau to stop. To at least before he dragged them away, go down and speak to them. But he wouldn't deign to. And the whole world is watching. Bottom line, folks, I think it's a little premature to say we're winning. But I think it's safe to say we sure as heck haven't lost yet. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.